0: morning's gospel story comes from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 24th chapter. Glory, Glory to, you, to you, O Lord. Lord. Now I'm going to ask you a favor. Hear this, story. Boy, this is a story. For us. About that hour or day, no one knows not the angels in heaven, not even the Son, but only the Father. For as in the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For in those days, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage till the day Noah entered the ark. They knew nothing, what was happening, until the flood came and swept them away. So will be the coming of the Son of Man. Two will be working in the fields. One will be taken up. And one will be left. Two women will be grinding meal together. One will be taken up. And the other will be left. Keep awake, therefore. For you do not know the day your Lord is coming. But understand this. If the homeowner knew the hour which the thief was coming. He would stay awake and not let his house be broken into. Therefore, you must be ready for the Son of Man comes at an unexpected hour. The Holy Gospel of the Lord. So let's start out. I want to know if you hear it. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Come on, you go to parties are louder than that. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Today, once again, we start a new adventure. We start a new adventure. What are we looking forward to? Anybody? Christmas. Hmm? Thank you, somebody knows. He must have gone to seminary. We're not looking forward to Christmas, we're looking forward to Easter. But we have a hard time waiting for things, looking forward to things, don't we? How many of you were shopping on Friday? You don't have to tell me, but be honest. Now, I remember as a kid, we couldn't shop until we went to see the animated windows in the Weebolt store in River Forest. It was about a half a mile walk from the house and we all went as a family. And after we saw the windows, we can go shopping, the windows, curtains were closed until somebody came Friday morning and opened them and not till nine o'clock couldn't shop. Well then, shopping creeped into early morning. Have you ever been to a store at 5 o'clock in the morning because they had a special? One time and only one time, I'll never go back. Because we couldn't wait to get that item. I didn't get it anyways. And then it creeped into the sales were available Thursday night, Thanksgiving Day. Have your dinner and run to the store. Or run to the store and then come home and have dinner. A little earlier, a little earlier. And this year, probably the last couple years, I didn't notice, you could buy online all during Thanksgiving week from Monday on. How many of you were online this week? Mm, I saw a hand over there. We were at breakfast the other day, Friday morning to be exact. And my niece came and joined us, it's always a delight to have her at breakfast. But before she came to breakfast, she had already been online and bought some things for Christmas. She didn't want to wait till she got home. We have trouble waiting for things, don't we? So, and, uh, These are things we're expecting. Early Christians, the people Matthew wrote to in this particular gospel, were waiting for Jesus, for the second coming of the Son of Man. And they all expected it in their lifetime. Even Paul admits it. They expected it now. They weren't sure of the day, but it was, you know, it wasn't today, it's next week. You think of things like that? How quick are they coming? And here we are, two millennia later, we're still waiting. Anybody anxious? Part of the problem is that having waited two millennia, I'm not sure we always remember what we're waiting for. And that's an issue. Because waiting two millennia, 2,000 years, that's a long, long time. But it's less important to worry about the event that's coming, the second coming of man, than to worry about the uncertainty of it. For no one knows when, how, where the second coming of man, the son of man is. If you do know, let me and Pastor Zach know so we can change our sermons for the rest of Advent. But we don't know. They're unexpected, uncertain surprises. And we're not sure of them, and we're not sure what they'll look like. The two left in the field, one was taken away. One was still there. The two women, one was taken away, one was still there. And we don't know, because it doesn't say which one got the blessing and which one didn't? Maybe continuing to live was the blessing. We don't know. Uncertainty. Surprises are difficult. Well, some of them are great, some of them aren't. Read a story a few weeks ago about two people working together. One of them got cancer and the other did not. That's a tough surprise. In many ways, your colleague got cancer, oh, but I didn't. That's two surprises. They are different. Two people apply for the same great job. One of them gets it. And of course, the other one doesn't. And we don't know how that happens. It's unexpected. Sometimes they're tragic, and sometimes they're joyful. They're uncertain. But they happen in our lives. Now, I could go on with examples of those surprises. Uh, from now till Christmas Day, but since Pastor Zach told me I couldn't preach that long, I'm not going to. You'll forgive me for that, right? But there's one thing in this that we are certain of. All this uncertainty and surprise and unexpected events, whether they're joyful or tragic, the promise of God's reliability To meet us where we are, when we are there, always. God comes to us. And we don't know when. And sometimes we don't even see God coming. That ever happened to you? Never happens to me more than once or twice a day. But sometimes we see things happening. Sometimes God is maneuvering us away from one of those surprises we don't like. About four years ago, I had a pretty severe car accident. I got a new car out of it, that was a good thing. I did not, however, get hurt. And I have to think that God was there with me. And the two young men in the other car, They did not get hurt. I have to think God was with them. Neither of the three of us involved expected that accident. Car people were glad to sell two more cars. How things work out, we don't know. We don't know what the tragedy is, what the blessing is. Where it is in our life. But what we know. God is there. It's hard to see it through the struggles. You ever been laid off? Fired? I will be right after this sermon. But. Have you been surprised by that sort of event? Have you been upset? Have you been angry? Have you seen the door over there that God's opening for you? It's right there. Oh, still closed, we've got to open that. God is with us, even when we struggle. And when we struggle, we have the opportunity to participate in life. We have the opportunity to accept the gifts that are available to us, no matter what they are. You ever been to a food pantry because you had to be? Or have you ever been to a food pantry because you're given a few hours time? Participating in life as it goes along. And who is walking with the hungry person who walks into the pantry? And the volunteer who's filling up their bag? God is walking with them. This is how we participate in the body of Christ. And isn't the church here about participating in the body of Christ? It's not about being a good preacher. It's about what we do in our lives. How do we face the challenges, the surprises, the joys, the tragedies, the sorrows? How do we face them as we go forward? This is how we are part of the body of Christ, how we participate. And as we do this, we are apt to be ready. We have to be like the homeowner who didn't let his house get broken into because what we don't know is when the Son of Man comes. For the Son of Man comes at a very, very unexpected hour. Amen.